into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. This <laughs> uh, hello, welcome to the Pod Damn America. Ooh. <laughs> I'm very tired. Thanksgiving edition. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky Thanksgiving. What? I feel like the <laughs> holiday of the dead. <laughs> the original joke was goth and i feel like we derailed from that real hard into, i don't know what you're like, talking about the monster mash that is goth. <laughs> have either of you guys ever listened to like music from the 80s yeah the monster mash <laughs> yeah you know monster mash part two the monster mash Do you yeah, imagine monster mash. when you go into like those clubs from the matrix they're all dancing to the monster mash <laughs> they're doing the thriller dance yeah. <laughs> they're wearing a sheet uh, yeah, I have sex. I know about this stuff. We veered off into like rockabilly territory, <laughs> and that's what I'm concerned about. Is I don't want this to turn into the rockabilly socialist podcast because then we'll have to get pompadours and vespas and uh, you know that was racist. A lot okay. of those people are like <laughs> kind of into white supremacy, which makes sense given uh, right what they're celebrating, what they're interested in. Just, yeah, Americana. But, yeah, the more sinister side of like Happy Days is like they're all white, you know. <laughs> yeah, the show I was mean, originally I, called White Days. <laughs> I did just have to sort through. I thought it would be fun to do the 2009-2019 thing, and I had to sort through a lot of photos of myself with a pompadour back in the day. Oh, uh, and it just came out that way. It, I wasn't really a rockabilly. That's just. My, what my hair looked like. You just thought white people were the best. You, yeah, Anders is troubling past. A new piece <laughs> by, you know, I don't know, some asshole. Uh, <laughs> it's just me in like a Anders leather jacket. Lee I had the James Dean. A leftist. But why is he hanging out with the ghost of Buddy Holly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is he hanging out with uh, the neighbor from King of the Hill? He's a rockabilly. Boomhound? <laughs> Con when he was younger. Con. Oh. He used to ride a right, uh, Vespa right. and have a, a rockabilly pompadour. That's what you were like, bench. Um, <laughs> Get roasted on your own dude, fucking I, show, bench. I did one of those uh, like 2009, 2019 things, but I did it the next day when you know people weren't doing it as sincerely and like I did as well. I did a joke. Oh, that sounds good. And the joke was the first picture was Epstein, like when he was hanging out with Trump in the 90s or whatever, and then the 2019 was like his mugshot when he got you know killed or whatever. Yeah, when he was killed. And uh, Matthew Iglesias retweeted it. <laughs> like, huh. I don't know <laughs> what he, what's the move there? Does he what can't know why What are the economic forces behind? I think he, does he just shit post? Do you think he listens to the podcast? No. <laughs> I think he, I me. remember a tweet where he said he's a, a Patreon subscriber to Chapo. I think he's just likes the self 
immolation, I guess. They hate him. <laughs> yeah. He, he likes it's getting like dumbed, which, which is valid. Oh, he's publicly humiliating himself. He is valid and hot. That's gross. He, I didn't want to think that he was horny retweeting me. <laughs> but I don't think he was because I don't think he knows who I am. Otherwise, he would probably like follow me or have responded to me making fun of him about it or something. Right. I think that he just is like uh, trying to play along like, uh, I'm hip too. I also get this whole Epstein thing. Yeah, I just saw a funny photo, and yeah, I get. I guess to my like further point about this is that the Epstein joke is now like, well, it's good. It should be a joke that like everyone knows. It should be a joke that my parents are like, "What is this Epstein didn't kill himself thing?" Because like that whole point of it is to permeate the idea that yeah, he didn't fucking kill himself. But it's also so accessible now that like. People I don't like are in on it, which right. bothers me as a petty person who, you know, yeah. doesn't want other people to like the bands that I like and shit. I'm sorry about yeah. that. You know, it's a joke in the same way 911 is a joke. 911? Oh. And that we all have access to it, but it's a, it's a fucking joke. It's man. a joke in your town. Yeah. Fuck it. Get up, get up, get up, get down. Epstein didn't kill himself now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we should start a band. <laughs> That's what this a is. Rockabilly, a rockabilly Epstein theme band. That's, that's, well, still, the Wikipedia page for what Pod Damn America is will be like, well, it started off as a podcast. One of the guys died, and then they formed a rockabilly <laughs> band. <laughs> Nick, no one can tell if it's about left politics anymore. No, it's or like, <laughs> just whatever's on Twitter that we. Or we could be. I remember there's a sh- subgenre. Uh, when I was younger, I don't know if it's still around. Called Psycho Billy. <laughs> yeah, like that's a, a thing. Punk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Psycho yeah. Billy. Yeah, that Psycho Billy cool. came out of Hazel Adkins, who was an actual psychopath, who also was like a kind of like uh, a little hillbilly guitar picky type of. I don't know the exact name for that type of guitar playing, but he was like a hillbilly. You could pick him and slick him. <laughs> he could do that, yeah. Yeah. And then any like, psychotic um, person can. The super suckers were like a big band that sort of I think that um genre is formed around if I am to understand. They're really cool. I used to see them sometimes in Texas. They would play in this bar called Beerland and they would always play under a red light and I just thought it was because, like, that looks cool. Like the devil's light. It's kind of a horror rockabilly. That's what psychobilly is. It's like a mashup of those two things. Then one time I was talking to the guy, and it turns out he has some fucking skin disease, and Ugh. he can only perform under red lights like a hot wow. dog. <laughs> Otherwise, like, stage lights, like, make him burn or some shit. Pretty cool. You wait. So you really, do have to perform on the red light? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, I have more questions about this, but they won't be answered. I'm not going to ask them. <laughs> I, don't. I know. I know a psycho Billy. He's named uh, Billy on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Hell been, yeah, dude. Been sitting on Just that him one in like bit. a studded denim jacket. <laughs> with like the skulls all over it. Let's drag <laughs> Billy Eichner. <laughs> for our own careers for once for once he gets dragged yeah yeah <laughs> instead of the people on the street you know I who were, i would i thought you were gonna say psycho bill gates oh oh that'd be a good segue i simply couldn't even conceive of such a thing <laughs> anders what would a psycho bill gates look like uh, white guy with glasses and a button-down shirt ah. it's a lot like the bill gates you may know today the world's <laughs> richest man. He is. Uh, well, no, he's second richest now. 
No, he, he got beat out again. By the bald man, the, JB, Jabez. He overcame Jabez. Did you call him the Unless bald man? Yeah, the bald man. Oh, the bald that's man. That's that's how I think he wants to be referred to. I think Jabez took a hit in the divorce, and Bill Gates has overcome him. Is the oh, news. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you know who else? Andrew's forgetting about women yet again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a woman. Noted white supremacist, Anders Lee. Noted rockabilly <laughs> podcaster, Anders Lee. <laughs> um, another bald guy and another woman. Cory Booker yeah. trying You're a to silence. Machine. <laughs> <laughs> trying to silence Elizabeth Warren on her idea that we should tax wealth. Not as high as I would like it, but uh, mm-hmm. still, a, you know, we're going to begin. I want to begin by, you know, lending some uh, credence to the uh, Warren supporters that listen to us. I'm sure there's thousands. Um, oh, millions. Yeah, <laughs> they don't they don't come in in our official downloads. They get it through streaming they torrent you know, secret sites. Elizabeth um, Warren listens to this show. Elizabeth like, Torrent. She likes to tweet things like Epstein Elizabeth Torrent didn't suck himself off either. Oh. I'm cool. <laughs> I made a shoegaze song for Jake. <laughs> I'm part of the internet. <laughs> did you fuck that girl, Jake? <laughs> I bet you did in that van. Fuck you, Elizabeth Warren. It's not funny anymore. It's not fucking funny, Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm a tenured professor, Jake. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Um, yeah, well, but it was wrong one of her enemies, to silence I guess her now way. is Cory Booker. I don't know what he was going for with this in the debate. You guys He's just going for uh, the man vote. Yeah, for is that is that Men's it? Day. Like, why would you challenge? Why would you try to get your profile up on that one? Unless you're trying to appeal to uh, hedge fund guys. Basically, it's probably what is. Strategy was he needs more donations. Oh, Booker definitely um, seemed like he was in like endgame territory, like last ditch effort type of yeah. shit, like appealing to hedge fund. Yeah, guys shout out. <laughs> he had just take right. a moment to say to shout out the concept of money. <laughs> <laughs> and that is kind of the circle he was trying to square with that moment. In case you didn't catch it, he comes out against Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax, calls it cumbersome. But he says he's not using like right wing talking points about entrepreneurship or whatever. He's just saying, well, no, we need a, a different tax. We need to do something else. I, I care about the same things you do. I care about inequality just as much. But what he's saying is bullshit because he, when he says this doesn't work, this doesn't work. He's using a European framework. And it is true oh, that I'm the serious. wealthy can move their money around uh, within the European Union pretty easily to avoid taxes. But in the U.S., it's a different story because our taxes are more based on citizenship. So like if you're, you know, part of a citizen of the United States, IRS has a file on you. It's a lot harder to get out of that. And also, you know, they, they keep using this excuse. Oh, people are just going to move their money. They're just going to go to the Cayman Islands or whatever. We have we could if they're going to move their money, it needs to be changed into a different currency and you can just tax it there. So if if Bill Gates wants to move all his money to to uh, Grenada or something, there there there's a you know a customs sort of enforcement agency that can uh, deal with that and and levy a fine or not a fine but just a tax on him for for doing that and fund social programs that we need. Um, it is pretty so, absurd the but, amount we end up talking about what we'll do with billionaires' wealth, just in terms of how small a slice 
of the population they are like it, 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 in terms of like the number of people debating on the side of we need to leave these people their money flies in the face of the whole charade of democracy which is the whole point of the debates because you're just pandering to like 100 people yeah it shouldn't yeah, fly very very few people are making the argument in 2019 even trump is gave uh uh said that he wanted to tax hedge fund guys. He said that. It's not doing it, Because you have nothing to lose. It's like <laughs> yeah. eight people. Just fucking take their shit. <laughs> Unless you're doing what Cory Booker was doing, which is openly begging for money on national TV. <laughs> that <really> is, <laughs> was he, he was all the way on the far end. Like, it's... They situate them on the stage in terms of, like, popularity. Relevance, or rel- yeah. Like, what's the metric? Do you know? Because there is a... Me- like... It's always Biden in the middle and then Warren and Bernie. What I know is there is a Yang media blackout, and they refuse (laughs) to ask Andrew Yang the questions he had the answer to. 1,000 answers to, in a way. I think it's based on on who has had a sexual history. They want to up the the tension (laughs) in the room, so they try to put Klobuchar (laughs) right next to Buttigieg. I believe they had a fling. Um, when oh, you mean between still. them? <laughs> you don't even mean yeah. in general. You mean between the individual personalities? Yeah, yeah. Clo- I could see Klobuchar being the uh, the woman that like Buttigieg was married to before he was. Yeah, out yeah, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, actually, I don't care for any of these. Yeah, she's like very mean to him. <laughs> if and... they're gonna be like this, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she shaking? Why do women shake? <laughs> she was shaking so much. She was a fucking furious. <laughs> Dude, it looked like her skin suit was about to come off. <laughs> like, it was reaching this critical thing where she just, you know, turns into like um the end of Akira. Yeah, something. yeah, like you couldn't see but uh uh on the other side of the camera, the behind the camera, there was a large uh chair levitating and she was doing that with her mind. <laughs> yeah, she, was yeah. trying, she was trying to bend a spoon or just like uh, uh, sending psychic messages to one person that was watching. She's not even trying to win president anymore. Um, but back to <laughs> back to Warren, though. Uh, the the weird thing with her is she is the, I guess, in the eyes of some of these candidates, the front runner on these ideas because they don't yes. think Bernie will win for whatever reason. Like I don't think Cory Booker fancies Bernie Sanders having a real shot at the presidency, but they do think Elizabeth Warren could get the nom. And so they go for her, and then she immediately is like, well, there has to be a tax. But let me take a moment to clarify. Billionaires are hot. Yeah. I think they're hot, and they worked really hard to get that way, and Jeff Bezos is perfectly smooth. When's the last time you've seen a perfectly smooth man? <laughs> and, and what happened in the parking lot, Jake? She's still a reply guy. How many comedians have you thrown under the bus for your own career? You'd throw them off the Comcast building for five minutes on Laughs on Fox, Jake. My, my reply guys is we have been a lot of kind of one of their things they're stuck on is like you're always trying to advance your own career. That's true, and it's really weird because like. What? They career? haven't personally seen your house. It's I, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> How'd you get that golden megabus <laughs> like, ticket, Jake? Wait, what do they what do they expect instead? I don't like, know. Do a worse job. Yeah, do, I don't know. It's man. just angry let, internet people. So hey, there's like, no like, if Andrew is a to it. 
<laughs> yeah, they think uh, it, you should have a much bigger role in they, the show. Is they think I've been throwing you under the bus. That's what it is. <laughs> that uh, yeah, we should start get that hashtag going. They keep um, <laughs> justice for Anders. Hashtag justice for Anders. Yeah. Um, well, so I think that's an important point about the the Warren being the front runner thing because just last night you had a bunch of uh, quote-unquote activists disrupt an event she did with the, my least favorite member of the squad, Ayanna Presley. Uh, and it was in Atlanta. And they were, they had these... footnote there. I mean, I agree, but it's also like, just to jam into there at the beginning of that sentence is very funny. Uh, by the way, big fuck you to Ayanna Presley. Anyway. Uh, qu- question for the worst member of the squad, uh, Ms. Presley. Fox she's still... News. I still like your as team. As far as okay, members of Congress go, she's pretty good. I mean, yeah. she did just... Her uh, decarceration legislation, I think, was pretty strong. Easily but top they, 95 they have this, percent member yeah, of Congress. They have this event that gets interrupted by a bunch of people... Uh, that have shirts that say Powerful Parent Network. They're black shirts with white print. And as it turns out, they are charter school advocates. Um, they, the leader of, of which is a woman, Sarah Carpenter, whose organization gets their money from the Walton Foundation. But people are pointing out, oh, they came here from all across the country, and they did so by raising money on GoFundMe. And if you look at their GoFundMe page, there are a lot of donations. Um, there are also a lot of anonymous donations, many of which have a thousand dollars. So <laughs> it's pretty clear, you know, who's paying the piper here. But I just thought it was interesting that they chose Warren to do this. They didn't go to Biden because he, they already know he's on the same page as them, and they didn't go to Sanders because they know he's not going to. Give a shit because he's, not, he's, he's canceled. <laughs> oh no! Well, you're arguing. Like, you're arguing it's not their perception that they, that uh, they just don't think they can swing him, but they think they can right. swing old Liz. They think they can swing old Liz. Her education platform because they're. I think they're worried because her I'm, education I'm platform. Old Liz. She's old Greg. <laughs> Remember old Greg? <laughs> yeah. I'm up. drinking Baileys out of a shoe, Jake. Big structural Baileys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Big structural. Do you get it? It's like the the viral clip from 15 years ago that people used to say, even though it wasn't really, you know, let's be honest, that funny. Wow, huge call out to both Ayanna Presley and old Greg in the last five minutes. <laughs> you, know, you know what sucks is I, my perception of the Mighty Boosh has been so diluted by people doing impressions of, of that old Greg. sketch. Yeah, I can't even remember the original segment. It's like uh, Chappelle show or something where it got repeated so much that it kind of ruined yeah. the magic of viewing it the first time. Right, right. Sh- show is good, though. <laughs> I, I just have been sitting on that big structural Bailey's joke for two weeks. I'm really happy I got to get it out of my system. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Old Me Greg, too. if you are listening, I do not agree with Jake slandering, and I need a job. <laughs> Old Greg, I am desperate for work. The computer store isn't answering my emails, Greg. Dude, you're joking. You're talking about somebody who like works in comedy and was already that big 15 years ago. That person's probably like... You know, booking something really huge or working in like Viacom or something right now. Oh, am I joking? Oh, no, old Greg, <laughs> hire Alex. Old Greg, please. <laughs> Where, wherever and whoever you are. I will commute <laughs> under the sea. I don't care. What was it? Was it like Arch Barker or some shit? I have no idea who the fuck it was. It's old Greg. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hurt you. 
<laughs> I sometimes think about like how if you were just a like mom in the suburbs and tried listening to this show, it would be like in another language. To you. I cannot <laughs> yeah. believe anyone listens to this, but a, f- a specific number of very that. mentally ill people. <laughs> the do. millions of Liz Warren supporters still <laughs> pirate it every week. No, I mean I go on tour and then you know one fucking weirdo in every city comes out and I'm like, oh, you have a diseased brain, and, you... and he leads forward and he's like, yeah, fuck old Craig. <laughs> <laughs> that's the magic of the internet someone out there agrees with this really specific take <laughs> or thinks it's funny yeah uh, we found him apparently ladies and gentlemen we got him we got him um you know who well, we haven't gotten though bill gates <laughs> nice <laughs> we have not although it yeah this also goes back to to lady liz he uh, a couple weeks ago, said that he would have to. St- what was it? He would have to start counting if if the if her version of the wealth tax tax is passed. He's cool with paying more taxes, not that much. He's going to have to start doing math. What he, he said, said is, uh, if you take five million dollars of his money, he wants to help. If you take ten millions of his dollars, okay. But if you take a hundred million, he's. I'm going to have to count how many million. No, wait, billions. If you take a hundred billion, I have to start counting how much money I have left. And it's like still some billion. Eight billion dollars, <laughs> like a uh, right. not an insignificant number of billions, which is for most people less than one. <laughs> yeah, and to her credit, again, it's not as high as I would like it to be. It's not as high as Bernie's, but she does seem serious about this issue. Education is a different story because she her plan now is good. It took her a very long time to get it out, and she has a history of being very friendly to. The charter school movement, which produced me, so this is not a good. Um, <laughs> what what is her bill now or her her plan now? If she gets the nomination and like it starts, you know, is my prediction the week of like the general election when like those really really just corny vicious attack ads come out there's a like an ad with just like anders and it's like <laughs> elizabeth warren wants anders lee to be every child should turn out like this look at this man <laughs> and his family is standing around him like look what elizabeth warren's charter schools did to our son here's anders yes, on a big full, red okay. ball he won't stop talking about ralph nader <laughs> <laughs> i want Do you want this for I your children russian agent anders lee <laughs> i yes i hereby grant full permission any any like public education advocates any teachers union activists out there use me as agitprop uh <laughs> against the scourge of charter schools <laughs> go sure, for it sure um but sad it had to come to this <laughs> but what, what but is so her gates, plan or do you just want to talk about uh, bill gates wait, wait what were you asking Oh, her plan. Uh, it's her basically plan just a lighter not yeah it's just a lighter version of the thurgood marshall plan released by bernie um, but the Gateses of the world, their answer to this wealth tax is that, look, um, I'm not. They, they don't always make the the greedy trickle down economics argument that you know a, the money will like flow Jamie down. Diamond would make, yeah. but they do say, I'm spending this money pretty well. I got my foundation <laughs> set up. We're stopping malaria in the third world. We're doing good stuff. Look, I uh, made Windows Vista. <laughs> you yeah. can't just take that money. Right. And I, I made now... Clippy. <laughs> and I can take him away. It's the billions of dollars of research went into Clippy. 
You think you're going to get Clippy? Do you know how many autistic children we interviewed to find Clippy? <laughs> do, you know we, do you know who we based him on? <laughs> a certain member of a certain attack ad. <laughs> um, so this sort of mentality, I think, is going to it has reached a point where it's hard, where it's easier to take it down. But we've gone through. 10 years now of it having a lot of cachet, this idea that billionaires are going to solve our problems. And I have a social theory on this that comes out of like the 2008 election, because as many have noted, a lot of enthusiasm behind old B.O. Uh, Barack Obama. Mobilized Barack millions Obama. of people. It's not a good nickname for him. Barack Obama, the president, former president Barack Obama. <laughs> the old B.O. <laughs> old B.O. Lady um, B.O. <laughs> he's not like my friend bs mr bs you know there's a big difference between B o and BS. it's too confusing all right i'll, I'll try to stick the substance here Bernie he, he gets elected in 2008 huge groundswell of support and then you have uh millions of people a lot of millennials who are excited and want to change the world but they have no nothing nowhere to place this energy so it go and the private sector picks up on this like fucking uh, a, a fly on sweet things. Like Keep a vulture on a, a sweet on carcass. It's, it's coming together. Like a fly on a light. Like a gnat on my ass. Like uh, a the skeleton warrior to a venturing quester. <laughs> God um, podcast. <laughs> Still very almost there this is you ever heard like depeche mode no actually i haven't you've never heard depeche i've never heard i've heard the name (laughs) andrew yang loves depeche mode oh damn yeah it's kind of ruining uh, that type of music for me we never found out if he has abs we'll find out all right andrews continue um so this is yeah this is hopeful times and it's preceded by remember 2006 you got darfur huge issue for a lot of celebrities, I remember seeing a picture of Ryan Gosling at a red car- at a red carpet affair, and he was uh, wearing a a suit jacket above a t shirt that just said Darfur on it. It's like consider this right. this uh, act of you know um, radical Protest. empathy for the rest he, of the world. He was a child soldier back then, <laughs> kind of. He was. I mean, he was a Disney. <laughs> He was a Disney, uh, he was a Mickey Mouse kid. Oh, he was, he was one of those freaks. He's a soldier it's like Mickey. being a child soldier. So he had a lot of, yeah, sympathy He's employed for by Warlord Mickey. That shit does the war on laughs. make very fucked up adults. <laughs> they yeah. arguably, that's, you could, you could compare it to like a general butt naked type yeah, shit. Yeah. He's deployed yeah. by, by, by General uh, White Gloves in the campaign of smiles. <laughs> Mickey Mouse just makes them all fight naked. <laughs> so this is actually... Britney Spears inter- just eating a human heart in the middle of a field somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah. You gotta earn your keep around here, Britney. And in sync. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Yeah. So this is actually an interesting point because um, t- 2006 is Darfur was a huge issue, but it was sort of like an apolitical cause because we had this fucking war that we were in the middle of executing in Iraq where this, this destabilized the region, killed thousands of innocent people. Um, and I think America felt kind of bad about it. But instead of a T-shirt that says Iraq, let's stop <laughs> killing them. He has Darfur because it's this thing that we kind of don't have as much culpability in. Uh, Iraq, and you also have global colon, warming. Let's stop killing them. 
Yeah, you have sure. uh, an inconvenient truth coming out, which is um, we'll get to Davis Guggenheim in a second, but he made that movie, and it was a huge setback, I think, for the climate change movement because you're again de- trying to depoliticize an issue. Obviously, you have a former presidential candidate at the as, as the star. You would argue that movie is a setback. Yes. I don't because, know about that, man, because there's almost no awareness on a general public level in 2006, and that's a okay. But what the were movie. the solutions? It was it would almost it would almost be better to have nothing because he didn't propose like galvanizing a mass movement and challenging capitalism. I would um, I agree with you that the solutions were incorrect, but I think at the time it was important to just have a long shot of a polar bear drowning. Yeah, but then where where did we, well we can debate that another time. The point is Ryan Gosling. Uh, was a Mickey Mouse in the Mickey Mouse Club, was a Darfur champion, and also that year happened to be in one of my favorite movies, Half Nelson, which is about fucking Marxism, and Ryan Gosling was in it. Um, and he didn't, and I remember reading, he didn't know any of this stuff before he started doing research for the role. Because it's, in case you haven't seen it, it's about a crack addicted public school teacher. It's kind of like turning um, the, the head of the white savior narrative so instead of like he's going in to save these kids but uh he's like drug addicted himself and he's like actually trying to teach them good stuff like about dialectics and shit but he just can't get over his own demons um i almost saw that movie in 2006 because i thought it was about wrestling (laughs) i was on a wrestling team so i was like yeah this seems like up my alley and i was like reading Okay. No. <laughs> so a uh, heroin addicted Ryan Gosling sits on a chair backwards in front of a bunch of urban children and uh, raps to them about Marxism. Yes. That sounds, and it's great. Fu- sounds fucking cool. That man. does sound like your but, favorite movie. But the point being, but the point being before doing that, Coolio it's like you song had a, is playing and shit. <laughs> but before the, you have somebody who does care about the world and issues, but they have no framework for dealing with it before just by coincidence, because of a, a movie role, he is, has to learn all this historical stuff about the civil rights movement, about, American imperialism, and that was kind of the case for a lot of millennials, I think, after Obama, because you have all this energy, and then they don't know what to do with it because he's coming in to office and saying, like, yeah, I'll take it from here. Um, And so you have all these companies like McKinsey, like Morgan Stanley, who try to recruit people on a social justice uh, message. And Anand Girid Haradas writes about this in his – is book winners take all. And he talks about McKinsey, which is like a, you know, corporate hedge funds type thing. And they have a social service practice. This is in like 2010. Uh, he interviewed someone who worked there and it said they want to be delivering financial services by mobile phone, which could benefit billions of people by spurring economic growth. So just mobile banking, they pitch people who are coming out of college, get involved with us, we're going to, you know, uh, end poverty in Africa by letting people go check their bank account on their smartphone. It's oh, that simple. I have that. That doesn't do that. It doesn't. You have Morgan Stanley, uh, which their slogan for a while was capital creates change, uh-huh. uh, creates not just wealth, but things that matter. Literally millions of people. It gives them a better shot at life. So. Basically, changing the world has become depoliticized at this point. And you have a friend of the show, Jonathan Haidt, uh, who's a political scientist, who cool came up in 
Yeah, he. Well, we've talked about him on the show before. He's like kind of a pseudo eugenics guy. I choose Jonathan. Leaving that aside for a moment, he came up in the '80s, and he Uh, and he said his generation was like, "Oh, we gotta we gotta put pressure on the government." That's what activism is: is you demand that the state do things. And then he says, in the 2010s, uh, he says the mentality um, was we've got to make the government do. something that was his mentality and young people today have grown up never seeing the government do anything but turn the lights off now and then their activism isn't getting the government to do things it's going to be to invent some app some way of solving problems separately and that's going to work that's what he fucking thinks so you have institutions like the gates foundation that people think are solving the world's problems um, but what they're really doing is giving grants to private corporations because, again, that's what this is all about. They think they need to introduce markets into developing countries, and that's what creates societal progress. That's what creates economic development. They also will go way. and create markets in places where there aren't any. Yeah. yeah. Also, you know, just take apart Bolivia, which is was already doing pretty well not as a market system and then just like jam you know like this you can't even uh uh what's the word you can't even justify like the coup in bolivia as being like um you know we're gonna free them with markets like you completely derailed an economy that was already functioning Um, yeah because again to them political rights like freedom of speech and and etc are inseparable from private property they just go hand in hand to these people uh and what they don't acknowledge is that the countries they come from, like the United States, Canada, all uh, developed because of, number one, social movements, unions demanding worker protections, and protectionism. The way the U.S. developed industrially was by levying heavy tariffs on other countries, by uh, massive state interference in the economy to develop certain industries. Uh, and they don't want to extend that same... Uh, privilege to the third world. They don't want to give them the ability. They don't want to give them the autonomy to grow their own economy. So what happens now is Andrews you have... is rapping at the kids. <laughs> the autonomy uh, to grow your own economy. Whoop, so this... Whoop, 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 whoop. The chair breaks. All right. Napkins. <laughs> More like wonk, wonk, wonk. Like a <laughs> <laughs> Davis Guggenheim, this dipshit I brought up earlier, who made an inconvenient truth, um, single-handedly responsible for continuing climate change, in my view. Uh, also, hey, it's the Andrews sure. Lee hot take. I get it. Directed Waiting for Superman, which was a big bludgeon against the teachers' union. It was just common wisdom in the early 2010s is that we have to bust the fucking union. Liberals are saying this. And now... I remember watching that, yeah. They, yeah. They, didn't they play... Uh, Darth Vader music when Randy Whitegarten, the she's the head of the American Federation of Teachers. She she they did an interview with her from what I heard, and they're just playing Darth Vader music. Um, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it. That sounds familiar though, because yeah. like that was the one where they talk about the dance of the lemons, which is where they take like uh, teachers that aren't performing well and then just rotate them forever into different jobs until like it, so it doesn't. The argument they were making was like this doesn't solve the fucking problem of right. bad teachers or whatever. That was huge in the two thousands yeah. along with the party of the lemons. <laughs> where all the old people yeah. fuck in yeah. the room. <laughs> Which is Bernie Sanders' campaign website. <laughs> 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 um so anyway, 
this latest documentary, it's three parts. He's released on Netflix. I could only make it through the beginning one because it is a love letter and a Valentine to William Gates. It's just disgusting. Hagiography of the man. Um, it The opening credit sequence is like controversial, antitrust. And then from the opening of the movie, the actual movie, it's just like following him around and asking him about why he's so brilliant. Uh, Did he get to the bottom disgusting. of it? His brain. It's called Bill Gates' it brain. Is, so this is basically Bill Structural Gates. <laughs> this big, is well. It's big, interesting. Beautiful Bailey. I read an article that Fitch this Bill was Gates sort of one. a counterpoint to Outliers because in Outliers it's horseshit. But part of his argument, Gladwell's, is that these things are circumstantial, right? And so this is trying to say, no, it's not circumstantial. It's um, Bill Gates is a brilliant human being, just naturally. Right. Um, you can't even understand him. Um, yeah. And the real answer is you got to take a step back from both of those things and look at political economy in a broad way. Right. Uh, uh, Grubstakers has an episode on him where they explain now he's one of the only children with access to computers. Um, in like Bill Gates, the, yeah. The 70s because he's a super expensive private school. So if you want yes. if you want a bio of why Bill Gates is shitty, you could check that out. But yeah. um, right. You should but, just know so, that he took Clippy from a war-torn <laughs> country and forced him into your computer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fuck the whole argument about uh people being exceptional anyway because like there's two explanations. Maybe Bill Gates does have a magical brain, right? What Explanation one is that he doesn't, and if you look at his career, he you know, most of these guys fall ass backwards into the situations they're in. They happen to make a good deal, or they're good at like business, which is not an admirable thing. It's not the same thing as being good at science or math or something like that. It's just good at, at exploiting money. Out <laughs> I'm really good at dominating other people yeah, against their will. That sucks, <laughs> you know. Um, but the other thing is, if I have a mind for branding, if the free market, if capitalism is a system that uh, enables like people with uh, you know freakish aberrations in their like DNA, and and somehow people that evolve to be exceptional to like amass billions of dollars and hoard it from the rest of us, that's also not good. Like that's not a good system because most of us aren't that exceptional you know yeah. right and also and it, it, it flies in the face of just a basic reality of the fact that even if you are a very very incredibly smart young uh, 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 little child and you grow up to create a lot of uh, good things for society you still only did it with the help of everyone around you and so you don't deserve a billion times more wealth than the person next to you yeah bitch right. you dumbass and bitch. you should if definitely you not be, be exceptional that's a different story <laughs> and you should not be tasked with solving problems like disease, hunger, etc. Those have to be done collectively. Those, those have to be uh, done with input and uh, subsidiarity towards the communities that are directly impacted by them. Those They have to be in charge of that process. Yes. Um, and what he's doing in the documentary is developing a wonder toilet because a lot of the diseases... <laughs> Never mind, I'm back in. Like the kind they have in Japan? (laughs) No, it's it's a self-powered toilet. Okay. So it would burn the energy from your waste and then re, you know, redo it. Okay, now Um, I'm also in. This kicks ass. Bill Gates deserves all that money. It's not a bad idea, but the problem is 
he in the documentary he's like okay how do we give people access to this and you know your first instinct is like, when oh, you buy uh, how about Windows you give XP? it to them as <laughs> <laughs> well, a package <laughs> because what he's doing is trying to make a market for these toilets and these people don't have money to buy the toilets. So he's like, okay, let's just make a really, really cheap one. And let's find an entrepreneur who wants to hawk these toilets to needy people instead of just giving them the fucking toilet. Why yeah. don't you just do that? Well, that shit's always incredibly short-sighted. And it always, like, um, it, uh, it belies, like, a sort of almost religious belief in just the magic of the market. Because the ar- argument is always... And then, you know, from there, it'll just happen. Like, the mathematically, this is sort of supposed to spread like this thing that automatically sucks everyone. You ever read, like, Ayn Rand's shit on the free market? It is all... It's This is what gets into, like, libertarians' heads. It's just this idea that it's, like, this perfect formula and then you could just sort of, like, be a watchmaker god and, and just set it up in some South American country and then just let it go and it'll be let fucking it great, man. Right. But, uh, you know, that's dumb as shit. They should do it like how crack dealers do where they give you the first toilet for free and then when you're hooked, you can't <laughs> stop buying toilets. <laughs> um, it, I think we have to wrap up, so let's transition to uh, the clip and then do a sign-off. That work for everybody, and Oh, we're doing anything? the clip in here? It'll be on the episode. Yeah, we yeah we should introduce but it. But like then. in this part of it, yeah. not in the front? Oh, I don't know. I I think that we should say something before we go to the clip. <laughs> we'll so figure we can, it out in okay. post. Yeah, do you? <laughs> All right. Um, real quick, not a huge fan of an Angirid Haradas. We're good. Buffer. Okay. Uh, sorry, no. go ahead. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Anand Giri Haradas. I think he seems to have written a very good book in which he talks to Bill Clinton and interviews him for like 90 minutes and confronts him with these questions uh, about depoliticizing political issues. Um, and he brings up childhood obesity, which Bill Clinton has kind of made his cause du jour. And so Giri Haradas says, why don't you galvanize a movement? Why don't we have more legislation? that finds these companies, that regulates them. And his answer is that, you know, in this day and age, uh, Bill Clinton says, solutions like this, it it requires innovation. And he says, people need, still need to find a way to make money. And he said like Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton said this. Oh, quoting Bill Clinton. Oh, never mind. I I was spaced out. I thought you said Bill Gates. I'm sorry. I thought you were doing Bill Gates as Bill Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Bill, Bill. Okay, let's see. Bill Gates is Bill Clinton impression. No, don't do it. I'm kind of like. I did not have sexual relations. That's what it would sound like. Um, Why does he sound like Towley? I'm so sorry. He already said, okay. He kind of sounds like that already. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. It's me, the inventor of Microsoft. (laughs) He's a Homestar Runner character. (laughs) But, okay, so in closing, a lot of these programs don't actually help. People, there's it's it's un- undoubtable that some of it has uh, helped with health issues, diseases, research, and etc. But a lot of the money, again, goes to private companies. The contactless payments is because of the Gates Foundation because they just gave free money to Mastercard. 
and a lot of it is untaxed. They just like give money to these places, and they don't get fined for it because it's technically philanthropy. Um, are we good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Sorry, I was talking to my roommate. See ya. That's crazy. That's fucking wild. Her cue is in her uh, pocket, everyone. Her cue is in her pocket. Pull cue? I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, so just wrapping up, Gary Doradis, I have a little anecdote. I have a little beef with him, okay? All right, we do actually have to wrap up this time. Okay. Go for it, um, My girlfriend, former public school teacher, does a great story about this, about how she brought her class to see 12 Years a Slave, and they, some of them were commenting throughout the movie, kind of like funnily uh, making jokes about what was going on on screen. And Anand Girid Haradas happened to be in the audience and writes a scathing letter to the principal of the school. Oh, my God. I've heard this joke. I did not know that was him. <laughs> it was him. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's hard for me to not hate him after that because he's like and he berated them in person too he was like you have to keep these kids under control yada 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 uh you know it's really cool respecting cinema (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they're like they're just kids like they're and he's like you and he he took that as an ultimate form of condescension that like working class kids um couldn't sit and respectfully watch a movie and he was saying that they were implying that when it's like they can process the movie and they probably got a lot out of the movie. It's a powerful film, but they were also making jokes in the process because that's being a kid. It doesn't matter what your background. Dude, that's the uh, best fucking part of public school. When you could yeah. tell they just make you watch a movie because they're hungover or some shit. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> if you're smart or you're interested in it, you kind of watch it. But it's fun to... to it's not a serious classroom environment. You're and this is the next movie. level of that at the movie theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, actually, the most fun part of being a kid in public school is pissing off the person in this situation. Yeah, that's true. Yes. That shit yes. was always so I also enjoy the funny. aquarium. Right. Good when you go so there. in conclusion, Anand Garitaratis, he wrote this book. It's got some good stuff in it, but this shows us that he cannot be trusted because he is still of the elite. He has a T-shirt that he wore on The Daily Show, and it said, Plute's gonna plute. Meaning plutocrats are going to do plutocratic shit. Is he you? That's a very Anders thing to say. (laughs) This is a huge episode for shirts in general. (laughs) I rap. We did have the same hairstyle at one point. Oh, yeah. He's got that kind of pompadour thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But basically, he views uh, the solution is just to recognize that uh, billionaires shouldn't be trusted. Right? That we shouldn't. We should be skeptical of foundations, and we should tax and regulate them. He does not go as far as to say we should expropriate them and take their wealth and run the companies differently, just with workers or something. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't go all the way. And I think when we're analyzing this stuff, we have to be resistant to that attitude, although the practical implications of it may not be that clear right now. Down the line, just busting trusts and anti-monopoly legislation isn't – Sufficient. We need a totally new um, rewiring of the economy. You heard and it to, here uh, first, no, folks. Uh, yes, and yeah, a new, way of, a new was... lens into this stuff instead I, of. I agree, yeah. and I think it's also that same pocket that like Warren kind of lands in, where it's yes, like hundred percent. Um, you know, like uh, appealing to the left enough by talking about how all this shit is bad, but then just 
just coming back and going, you know, but but billionaires are cool though. Like, I don't want to kill them. Uh, you know, I don't want to take their money. Away. The the butt or whatever, and like that weird pocket yeah. that people land in is like super dangerous. Before you stand, ask yourself, how would your faves do in a root movie theater with rowdy teens? There you go. That's the <laughs> ultimate test. Yeah. Also this week, we did have our live debate show. Thanks for coming out if you came to that. This one was super fun. Uh, We are taking the next one off because it's right before Christmas, but uh, we did some pretty good roundup shit before that started, so we have a clip of that for you now. Let's go to the clip! Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hi, guys. That was, that was our most coordinated intro yet. What's up? <laughs> Bootheads? Edgelords? <laughs> Do they have an official name? Edge Edgelords. Mayor Pete stands? I don't think so. Did you say Jesuits? <laughs> Jesuits. <Yeah>. Mormons. <laughs> they need um, a name. No, it's Edgelords. I like yeah. that. Edge Edgelords. Edge <laughs> Boot Kings. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are Pod Dim America. We will be hosting your event for this evening. Give it up for us, real quick. Hey, thanks. Yeah. It's the bootlickers. Ooh, the bootlickers. Yeah. I like that. But it's spelled butt. <laughs> Damn. It's spelled butt, pronounced boot. <sighs> He's really. Mayor Pete has, like, this thing that, like, a substitute teacher has where he's somehow successfully gotten us to stop making fun of his name. (laughs) But it shouldn't be. That is an incredible power. He is evil, and he does have a dumb name. (laughs) It should never go away. We need... This doesn't stop until he's banging his head on the fucking uh, chalkboard and just thinking about going back to community college. (laughs) These are just the new rules of civility. Like, you can have an enemy, but leave their name out of it. <laughs> yeah, sure. It doesn't matter if you're, like, half of a Simpsons character. That's part of respectability politics now. Sure, it's sure. too far sure. to make fun of someone's make name, fun of name that they couldn't I mean, have changed. I feel like it's... it's uh, he, he just did a bunch of diversionary stuff to distract from the name, like... Uh, eat a cinnamon roll like it was a chicken wing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, when you no. do stuff like that, people don't focus on your name. He's dead catting. He's that thing where, if there's a dead cat in the room, no one's paying attention to my weird name. <laughs> is that a phrase, or is that just, like, a thing you have done? No, I learned it on Succession. Ooh. It's a thing Tom said. He said, I was dead catting up there. He wasn't. He was doing a bad job. He was eating a chicken wing like it was a cinnamon <laughs> The thing about, okay, respectability politics is Mayor Pete. We, did you see? We all saw the dance, right? We all saw the dumb dance. He got made fun of for the dance to the Panic at the Disco song. Well, now his uh, his like campaign is coming out and saying, "How dare you make fun of the dance? When you make fun of the dance, you're making fun of inclusivity because we designed the dance for you for people to be able to do if they're in wheelchairs. If you're in a wheelchair, you can do the Mayor Pete dance. And so, by making fun of our dance, you are making fun of people in wheelchairs. Hold on. You know what else is inclusive? No dance. There's no rule that your campaign for president has to have a dance. None of the other ones have a dance. I think that actually should be a rule. I think you should have to come up with a dance. You should go to jail if you make your people dance. (laughs) There will be no dance. It's too much fun. 
Either that or they, all, they all have to have dances. Like all us as private citizens? No, every campaign. That's what I mean. I think it should be a rule that you have to have a dance. Fair. I thought you meant nobody. I no. think if one person has... It's... This isn't a footloose-ass presidential <laughs> campaign. Here's my, what I'm building to. My premise for uh, tonight will be that it's too powerful for one campaign to have a viral dance. <laughs> Therefore, to make it even, everyone should have their own dances, yes, yes, which yes, I will yes. be coming up with tonight based on... Ooh. Oh my the show. goodness. This wow. is a huge reveal for the show. <laughs> When can we expect these? Early on, or is it going to develop organically? I'm going to grab some rolling rocks from the bar in a minute. And then as they come to me, I will announce. I'll just yell, like, Yang! And start doing a Fortnite dance. Yang is a Fortnite dance for sure. Yang's dance is the dance that comes with Fortnite that you don't have to buy. <laughs> and there's that shit by the side of his head and shit. <laughs> Are still left in this? I've, I've not done my research. On this debate, there are 10. There are 10. Okay. I will in also... reality, there are 5,000. <laughs> right. There are so many. They can't even tell them. I will also do the ones that aren't on the debate oh. if they come to me. And I... I will try to come up with a Trump dance. I cannot wait for the Vermin Supreme dance. Oh, yeah. That's going to be. Do you guys know about Vermin Supreme? <laughs> yeah, the best. The one we should all be voting for. Do you know something we don't know? Do you know about Vermin Supreme? Is he in the election? Yeah, he runs every every uh, four years. There are a lot of people that are like technically running for president yeah. right now. He Vermin Supreme. So I'm from New Hampshire, where uh, like the main, all of the most insane ones are because we have the first primary. So like, thank you. A bunch of random people. You're welcome. Yes, I am a troop uh, from being from New Hampshire. But yeah, Vermin Supreme, his, his whole thing is he really wants people to um, improve their dental health. That's like his like main goal is he wants everyone to brush their teeth. And also for some reason he wears a giant um, boot on his head. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like a hat. It, uh, it doesn't look like a hat. It, is, it, it only looks like a hat because it is on his head. That's the only thing that makes it look like a hat. Hats be do, do be doing that. This, uh, fair. Okay. That's yeah, a yeah. good observation. Yeah, yeah. Hats this are on is not a pipe. Okay. <laughs> it's very existential yeah. we're going to have a dance for each one of them if the, the, the viral dance does work in getting out the vote that does mean we are moving into a bleak future where corporations are just going to be super funding dances through the electorate just to get all of the votes they can from viral dance brother they already are <laughs> open your third eye who pays you Jake Flores <laughs> Who funds your dances? The stanky leg is a CIA psyop. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> you can't be saying this shit on stage. You're going to shut us down. Yeah. Teach me how to Dougie. That was about something real weird. They were twerking in Chile in 1971. <laughs> Look into it. Little soldier boy? More like little insurgent boy. <laughs> a child little soldier, soldier boy, boy is a child soldier. <laughs> child soldier. Yeah, That's yes. what that is. You don't even want to face the truth. <laughs> He's a child soldier. Yeah. <laughs> a little soldier boy was about like fucking... I like how you keep saying it like little little drummer little boy. Soldier boy. Little soldier little boy. Little soldier boy. <laughs> Pa-rumpa pum pum. Yes. Yeah. Well, this I, think, uh, I think we should have a, a drinking game. I think we should oh. try to do a drinking oh, game. That would be fun. Oh, that would be a good time. You're not drinking. I know, but it's fine to have like what's a what's yeah, a thing they're gonna, gonna do, do a lot. Drugs. 
<laughs> that sounds cool. Shooting heroin game. Are you a cop? Damn the pain. I've been thinking about breaking the law later. Who is in? <laughs> what? now, what's your game idea? I I don't have. I'm, I'm want to crowdsource. Oh, okay. you're one of those. Uh, what's the thing that happens a lot in the debate? I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely drink every time you want to kill yourself. Okay. I, already do, man. I saw a list. There's Kamala Harris rolling her eyes when Obama is mentioned. Okay. okay. That's very specific. That's weird. I just think, a lot. No, that is good. I mean, with a list of like 20 of those, for sure. I related. Um, what's his face? Biden's <laughs> eyes explode. <laughs> Booker's eyes bug out sometimes, like he's a hot, um, uh, Spencer's Gifts doll and someone squeezed him in the middle. <laughs> he does kind of have the look of one of those anyway, because he's just really smooth. Yeah, yeah. He's extremely smooth. That's with the red things that come out of its ears? Yeah. Um, Whenever they don't answer a question they're directly asked, I feel like it's a very solid goal. That's a, yeah, anytime they go over time. What do you think we should do at the border? I met a man named Gary once. <laughs> He taught me everything I knew about yeah. being president. I saw when Biden mentions the percentages. Percentages? Ooh, that could I be think good. anybody bringing up like a number. Yeah, like numbers good... are over for numbers. us. Good. If you're bringing up numbers, we're drinking now. Sorry. <laughs> Too much math. No, thank you. Math class? <laughs> trying to wash the dang president up here. Biden, Biden mentions Obama. Biden mentioned Biden mentioned that's a good one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Anything Biden. Joe Biden does is inherently funny. So you're good at that. Uh, do you have one? Biden adjusts his teeth. Biden adjusts Ooh. his teeth. You have to finish a drink if he adjusts his teeth. That's a once a show occurrence. You guys are watching. We're not, we're gonna be watching too. But if you see that happen, yell it at me. I'll just yeah yeah. yeah. Oh. Do one of those. Change your mess again. <laughs> Seat, I fully expect all of you to go fucking apeshit. That will be like I want confetti. Like I want streamers to first come down. three rows are a mosh. <laughs> There's no rules. Throw elbows. I don't care. 2020, baby. Yeah. What about Yang? Yeah, we need to diversify from Biden because he's not on all the time. Um. Um, 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 yeah, he does like three things. If he says a thousand dollars. I guess that that falls under numbers. I said what? Yeah, he says a thousand dollars. Oh, I said what? He always says. I said what? Did I say that? Yeah, he, what's happening? Oh, like he doesn't know. He says stuff. Oh, no, yeah, he yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> he will say True. what. His main thing he does is he goes against the rules of what uh, uh, clothes you can wear on a debate. Mm. I'm excited about the fashion. Yeah. I, think, I think we're going to see some highly unorthodox tie lengths. Tonight, Andrew Yang's <laughs> shirt is just fully open. <laughs> Chest hair and shit. I want him to be dressed uh, like Matthew McConaughey in the beach bum. I just want that like full cosplay. I want... Like, Full suit, but the sleeves are cut off. <laughs> Casual time, president. Yeah. He, Andrew Yang very much has like I'm not. I mean, I'm your boss, but I'm cool vibes. Yeah, you can wear, you know. Yeah, like uh, blazer and cargo shorts kind of guy. You can wear jeans, but please tuck your shirt in. It's still a working vibe. <laughs> if we're not friends, how come there's a bar in the office? Explain that. I see lots of jokes that he has abs. Does he really have abs? I don't know. He won't show us. If so, unutilized. <laughs> show us. Show us your chest. Show us the abs. <laughs> He's waiting for like the last debate so he can be like, Are, is America ready for its first president with abs? And then he just rips his shirt open. Bernie's playing basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sinking king. He's pretty fucking good, honestly. 
Do you see that clip of him from the last election? Yeah. Has anyone ever made like an and one mixtape of him? Just being... <laughs> I love that even when he dribbles, his posture does not change whatsoever. <laughs> it helps him stay low to the ground. <laughs> I'm able to accomplish these bank shots with the help of a cartoon rabbit and monsters, and I met in outer space. I refuse to stop passing the ball. <laughs> One percent of players get the ball ninety-nine percent of the time. And it's highly unfair. Not me. He's like, not me, us. And you're like, no, take the shot. Shoot, Bernie. You're open. <laughs> There's a rogue agent on the court. Uh, the court booker. What is he doing with his face? <laughs> I'm afraid to give him too much attention now, mostly just because the angle we watch this video on is wild. True. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's, it's 180 degrees up. <laughs> yeah, we're all uh, going to have you should very fucked up next. Don't stay in the middle. Uh, is, like, ideologically? We or like? I mean, uh, in your heart and also on this table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, your neck will well, hurt. I'm in the middle because I'm the shortest and have bad posture, so I can kind of... I, I hopefully... Wow, he's really big. Yeah, no, bigger. It was a mistake to Dynamax, Cory Booker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We, they should make 3D glasses for this shit. <laughs> they have a... Everyone in their intro, like, reaches out into the... <laughs> <laughs> they, like, like, it's one of those shitty movies yeah. where they add the 3D afterwards. Guys, tell me where to click to make the captions bigger. Uh, um, click the biggest letter. Font size plus. Where's that? Oh, right there, right there. there yeah, click. A clue, click. Steve. Do it. Clue. Let's all do it together. Click, click, click. Oh, those are tiny. Those are tiny. You made it worse. Every time you switch the font, it goes back to the default size. It's mad at you. Plus, yeah, yeah. There you go. There, you go. there we yeah. go. That's good. This is good. This font, is like font, the office font. font. I think this is right. We good? I think we're good. Is it gonna stay in the middle? Is it mad at us? Let's see. Oh, there it is. Okay. So now right. I just have to move my head or no one will Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not starting yet. We got a minute. All it right. does this every time where they'll show them for a second just so you get all amped up and then they're like, no, it's more of the you mayor get, of Chicago. You get all amped up? When yeah, you, you see <laughs> <laughs> Yes! Did you watch the other ones where Tom Perez comes out and he's fucking doing pit bull shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacing around. He's wearing the Eddie Murphy raw suit. <laughs> Man. Yelling about democracy. If you wanna, if you wanna win, you wear the Eddie Murphy Ross suit. That's what. If Yang comes out in that red leather, it's over. Too many Republicans are looking at my ass on stage. <laughs> Why did they build a little? Someone thing? should come out and open with the um fucking Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you, yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then no one gets it, so they're just like. That's <laughs> Bernie Mac Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Jamie yeah. McDade did that. My yeah. Mom's been. Mm. Well, it was good what he did. He did on Stick or Treat. He did a character called Bernie Mac Sanders, which is just Bernie Sanders coming out going, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. (laughs) It's very funny. Look at him on YouTube. And he dances. It's good, right? (laughs) You all love it. You like this other joke we're not doing. (laughs) (laughs) See, now they're picking who's going to stand close to the screen. Did they build a little White House for them to fight in front of? (laughs) That's so cute. Wait, where's the lighthouse? The White House. It's not a lighthouse, Cap. <laughs> you said a lighthouse. They built a lighthouse for them to fight in front of it. <laughs> no, it's just... I thought it was an homage to the popular movie, The Lighthouse. Yeah. One of them's gonna fuck a mermaid. Whoa. Because we're all descending into madness. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. 
Spoiler, someone fucks Marie. Also, there's a lot of jacking off in that. There's so much jacking off. Yeah. And that's just the audience. Because of that hot Marie. We're having a lot of fun. Look at them. Look at them being warm. Bring back the burning hoops. Farther left than we did with the public option because we didn't end up with the public option. This is not big. Medicare for all. You this go is not the big. Have you guys been to, uh, been to Atlanta before? Because you know how long yeah. it may. Yeah. Um, I've been to Atlanta. Uh, uh, the the so I would you know, love if one of the candidates just like ate too much barbecue before this started and just gets the sweats. And I can't perform. Which one of them do you think went to the Americans that perhaps missed some of the I want to know which one of them went to that strip club in Atlanta. That's like famous. Very, Joe Biden went to the Coca Cola Museum. Oh, no question. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably going to talk about it. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's like Disney World, but for Coke. Mayor Pete was on the uh, laughing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 What do you think they're talking about? The way Same shit we are. Did you see JP McDade's video? She always dresses like kind of like a joker. Got an answer for you, Murray. Right. Her final thing that I was like, what do you get when you cross? It's the structural system. Yeah, what you fucking deserve, Biden. You have to talk about things. Would it make you more or less likely to vote for a candidate if they did Joker makeup for a debate? Absolutely. More. One hundred percent more. Even cynically. Like, I would more likely vote for them. Because it shows they're a wild card. Much like the joke. That's kind of his whole deal. I did the Mayor Pete dance too many times and almost threw up. Damn. That clip was wild. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode. Anybody got something to plug? I want to plug high, high hopes. My new song. <laughs> it's going really well. I wrote it. Everyone is listening to the song. I'm the guy from the Panic at the... Panic at the... The, the... the Panic at the Drive-In. Jake at the yeah. open mic with that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the story, that was a book show. Just saying. Okay. I mean, that's... Uh, add you adding that detail Twitter. does make that sound more suspicious. But <laughs> listen, listen, pal. <laughs> I was headlining the show where this thing supposedly happened. Uh, Anders, uh, what do you got? I have a thing uh, with a girl of my own, and that is Elsa the Churro <laughs> Lady, a segment I did on Redacted Tonight VIP. You can check it out on YouTube. Okay, check that out. Follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes. Um, I'm going to put all my shows up there. And uh, Balling Out Super is my other <laughs> podcast. And I felt like I should do some plugs because sometimes I have things you should see. Um, I got all my dates and shit online on my website and Twitter, Megabus Tour, Southwest Tour, Bisbee. Are you in Bisbee? Do you want to come hang out right. in the desert with... Guys that talk like Doug Stanhope for some reason. Uh, I'll be in Bisbee where everybody talks like this. And, um, oh, listen to my other podcast called Why You Mad. I do it with Luisa Diaz, who's been on this show many times. We did a side project, and it's very fun. It's like this, but more about cultural things and anthropology and art history. Uh, That's it. Fuck it. That's it. It's finished. It's finished. S infinito. 
But boom, okay. 